Hello, and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors, illustrators, and other members of the children's book community. I'm Emma Cantor, Associate Children's Book Editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with representatives from Simmons University's Center for the Study of Children's Literature in Boston, which is sponsoring this podcast. First, I'd like to introduce Kathy Mercier, Professor, Children's Literature Department Chair and Graduate Program Director, and Children's Institute Center Director at Simmons University. Kathy earned her Master's of Arts degree in children's literature at Simmons before completing her PhD in children's lit at Boston University. She has served on numerous award committees, including the Geisel, Newberry, Caldecott, Seibert, and Laura Ingalls Wilder Award, now named the Children's Literature Legacy Award. Thank you for joining me to talk about the program at Simmons, Kathy. Thank you for inviting me. To begin, could you give us a brief overview of the children's literature program and writing for children program? What makes the curricula stand out? Sure. I I think there are a few beginning places that distinguish our program. First, um, we were the first program in the world, actually, to offer a Master of Arts degree in children's literature. And that meant that we took the work in children's literature seriously. We said in 1977, this is a field of study that involves professionals from across professions. It involves a wide range of professionals, and yet they all have in common this deep desire to study and understand how children's books and young adult books work. So we took that as an opportunity to develop a rigorous academic program that centered only on literature for children and young adults. So we're not an English program where you do a couple of courses in children's lit or an ed program where you might do a lot of work in pedagogy and then some work in how to teach children's books. Rather, we're an entire program in which all nine courses look at children's literature from picture books up through young adult novels and everything in between. And we consider those in terms of their artistic ambitions, their successes, their integrity as works of art. We study them as cultural product, as artistic engagement. So that's really the Master of Arts program. Students in the MA program come from, you know, all ranges of places, teachers, librarians, lots of people who want to do editorial work, who want to do book reviewing, who want to do children's book marketing work, but they're coming from you know, a whole range of professions engaged with children's lit. Once we had a lot of success with the MA program, we noticed that many of our alums were going into writing. So our first alum actually is Gregory McGuire, and he became a pretty well-known writer um, in ch- for children and adults. And other writers in the MA program were Joanna Knowles and Kristen Kishore, to name a few. So we looked at what our alumni outcomes, to use academic speak, what our alumni outcomes were. And we said, um, you know, hey, we could really be doing a program that's um, an MFA program that takes the heart of the MA program that looks at children's literature scholarship and takes our field as a serious academic discipline. And we could tailor that 
to developing writers and emerging writers. And so that's really what we did. That's the difference between the MA program and the MFA program. We have a number of students who also combine their MA studies with the library science degree. So they graduate with a Master of Arts in Children's Lit and a Master of Library Science in Youth Services. We have students who do both the MA and the MFA because they want greater work in genre and academic um, and scholarly studies. And we have students to, who do a Master of Arts in Children's Lit and a Master of Arts in Teaching because they want the depth in children's literature as a field, but they want the pedagogical training and teaching as well. It sounds like there's a lot of breadth and depth to the program. There is. There's a lot of joy and fun in the program as well. I think the one thing that really distinguishes our program, with which I've been involved for 35 years. So I get up every morning and get excited about going to work because I get to go into my office. I get to see new books that come into the center for us to, to look at and consider for our own programs and for teaching and for bringing out to the public. I get to talk with graduate students who are passionate about the field. I, I think I'm more passionate, but graduate students like make me seem but a shadow of passion. And I get to talk with great alums who are out there doing important work and children's book editorial work and writing and marketing. And again, as teachers and librarians and reviewers. So we're just, I'm just in a, I, I have the best job in the world. I know that, but it's mainly because I get to engage daily with people who are as passionate about making this field the best it can be every single day. You've served in many roles at Simmons over the course of your time there. As a professor, what have been some of your favorite courses to lead for students? The favorite is always the one I'm doing next <laughs> because it's November and we're getting close to the end of the semester. So this is the time of year when people are looking at final deadlines and getting anxious. So, so the course I just proposed and will be teaching in the fall is a course called Metafiction and Self-Reflexivity. And we're looking at metafiction in children's literature. Um, so we're looking at Oh, you name it. It's everywhere these days. But but any book that is self-conscious about itself as a book. So, you know, the obvious example is The Stinky Cheese Man. The second obvious example is anything by David Wiesner. Um, so books that take the making of fiction as a subject of the book itself. So we'll be looking at everything from picture books to middle grade readers and young adult novels. I have a whole class section on graphic novels. And then because it's a course that fits the genre study for MFA students, and it will also have an historical perspective. Um, it will also fit and qualify as a history elective for any student. Because of those two pieces, I have a big section in between where students will be doing their own work. And so their own work for critics will mean they'll be looking at metacriticism instead of metafiction. So criticism about criticism. They'll become aware of their own position as critics in the field and what it means to be a critic. And MFA students will be developing their own works of metafiction, whether that's poetry or picture work work or some other kind of novelistic or verse novel narrative, however they want to shape that. Um, the real trick in this course is to position the academic work, so what we are studying, what we are creating, with that next level of how do we then step back, look at the work we've studied, looked at, look at the work we've created, and, and then critique and engage in that in, a, in a, another kind of cognitive layer. So it'll be, I've not taught this be course before. I've wanted to teach it forever and ever. And I'm glad we're finally going to get to do it. And I have 15 students signed up to start on January 17th. 
Who are some of the other faculty that students will work with? Oh, students work with a whole range of people. So we have in-house academic faculty um, who are, you know, career and tenured faculty members. Kelly Hager teaches um, our Victorian and 19th century American course. She also teaches a very popular sequence of courses called The Girl Reader um, in the mid and late 19th century that looks at how children's books in the mid to late 19th century construct the girl reader, both as subject in the book and then construct the girl reader as reader of the text. Those are super, Kelly's a very popular faculty member with our students. Um, Amy Petit, who has a joint appointment with our library school, Amy teaches courses in critical theory and she teaches um, our capstone course that combines the study of library science with the study of children's literature and looks at intersectional and positional identities in those fields. We work with Megan Lambert, um, who is probably best known these days, not only for her own creative work, but also for her work on the whole book approach, which was a project that developed when she was a, a student in the program and then really took on its own life in her first career step. Um, at the Eric Carle Museum. We work a lot with adjunct faculty who have depth and expertise within their field. So Anita Silvey, former publisher at Houghton Mifflin and editor of the Hornbook, teaches the publishing course for us. Vicki Smith, who is the editor at Kirkus Reviews and also an alum, teaches our reviewing course. And Elaine Demopoulos and Anna Snowsnewski teach our writing courses. So that's a, that's a quick view of our faculty. Um, we also have visiting faculty that come in the summer to do some work, um, and we borrow from other faculty, depending upon what students are saying they want. So two years ago, I had a big cry for an academic course in poetry. So I called Michael Heyman, who is one of the experts in poetry and children's lit. He happens to work down the street from us at Berkeley College of Music, and he taught a summer course for us in poetry. So if I hear that students want us certain thing, I'm, I'm likely to pick up the phone and call and see if I can get it. Janine Atkins teaches, for example, the verse novel course for us at the Eric Carle Museum. I, I should probably take a breath there and say that we offer our studies, the MA and the MFA program, in Boston, but we also offer those studies at the Eric Carle Museum in Amherst. So students can study at either campus, at either location. And what is some advice you would give to potential applicants for these programs? Ah, I do webinars every month with applicants to our program. It's so much fun. Um, I, my primary piece of advice to applicants, it has to do with the two pieces of the application itself. I'm pretty concrete. One is their statement of purpose. I want to be able to read a student's statement of purpose and see and feel that passion. So a lot of statements of purpose are pretty boring, right? I want to come to that program because I read the work of Professor Hager in Victorian children's literature, and I want to study with Professor Hager. Okay, that's legit, but I would rather read a statement of purpose that tells me, you know, yesterday I read this kick-ass book by Mackenzie Lee, and in that book, she did this really fascinating retelling the Frankenstein story. And I'm really interested in how children's literature engages with this question of rewriting history and looks at genre bending between history and historical fiction and science fiction, maybe steampunk. What does that look like? And how do you do that? And I, I really, you know, want to, ha I have those questions about this field. Is your program a program where I can do that? Um, so, that's, I want to see that passion. I want to see that student's curiosity about the field. What are the questions this person is 
asking. I want to know what they want to do when they leave too, because I think careers are important after you do a master's program, but I really want to know what they're thinking about and how they're thinking about and approaching books. So that curiosity and a statement of purpose. And then the second piece is letters of recommendation. I know that sounds so boring, but I, I, I really want to hear that they've shared that passion with other faculty or with the colleagues with whom they've worked. A number of our students have been out and working in the field for 5, 10, 15, 20 years. So we, we sort of have this group of students who are right out of college or have been out you know, out of college for a couple of years and are ready for graduate study, as well as seasoned professionals who now want to come back for a second master's degree. And so they're bringing a very different set of skills and their state, their um, academic references will tell us a lot about who they've been in the world in the last couple of years. And we really want to hear that. That's a great segue into the next part of our discussion for the student perspective. At this time, I'd like to introduce Dana Chidiak, who is an alumna of Simmons University. Dana is an editor at Dial Books for Young Readers, where she works on picture books, middle grade, and YA. Dana was previously a children's bookseller at Politics and Prose in Washington, D.C., and Harvard Bookstore in Cambridge, Massachusetts. She earned a master's degree in children's literature from Simmons before joining Dial in 2013. Welcome, Dana. Um, thanks for having me. Having worked as a bookseller, what led you to shift gears to pursue your master's in children's lit? Hmm. Well, I really loved my work as a bookseller. And I think for me, it was sort of the first step in like a career that was going to be focused on children's lit. For me, the reason why I wound up at Simmons from bookselling was a feeling that, that what I wanted to focus on in my career was children's lit, but I didn't know exactly how I wanted to do that yet. And I knew that Simmons had a bunch of different programs that were going to support a lot of different career paths. My work as a bookseller was, um, was a lot of fun and really gave me like a broad understanding of the children's book market at the time. And also gave me a sense of like what it's like for kids to engage with books also. And I just sort of wanted to take it to the next level. What were some of the highlights from your time as a student? So um, I think for me, there, there were a lot of things that were really exciting. So one of them was really being able to build connections um, with people who were also really passionate about working in children's literature in all of the different ways. So from professors to students to alumni and just kind of building a community through that. And that's something that follows me, I think, even to now. So for me, uh, one of the, the first... Um, internship that I did in uh, children's publishing came through one of my classmates in the program, Karen Boss, who at the time was an editorial assistant at Charles Bridge and was looking for an intern and brought me on as um, her intern my second semester of the program. And really, like, I got my first taste of what it's like to work in publishing there. And um, I wound up working with a fellow student in the program to publish her debut picture book, um, Hands Up by Brianna McDaniel, which is illustrated by Shane Evans. Um, and that obviously is something that really carried through into my career after the program. And I think while actually in the program, in terms of classwork, I think I learned so much in so many of the classes that I took there. But I think one of my favorites was a class that Megan Lambert taught at the time. I don't know if it still exists, but it's called. it was called um, at the time, The Child and the Book. And it was about sort of the way that children receive literature and how they interact with it and what it what it means to, like, what, what it means to be a reader. And it was so cool because 
it had this theoretical grounding in reader response theory, but it also was really practical and was really connected to what Kathy just talked about around like Megan's work around the whole book approach and all that sort of stuff. So just really the breadth of it, I think, was the thing that was the most was the most important for me while I was in the program. Can you take us through your path following graduation, how you found your way to Penguin? Yeah. Well, so actually, it's a little bit of a lie that I graduated and then got this job in publishing. Um, So jobs in publishing, especially in editorial, can be pretty few and far between. Um, And so I decided that it was really important to take what opportunities I could get as soon as I could get them. So I had an internship. The program at Simmons for the master's program, the MA program, which is what I did, is normally two years. After my first year, I had an internship at Dial at Penguin um, in New York. And after my internship was over, I just got really lucky that they were hiring an editorial assistant at that time. And so I applied for that job and got it um, and was able to stay on at Dial. And Kathy really generously worked with me to be able to complete the program over the course of the next two years, sort of a piecemeal way by pulling together like um, a couple of online courses, commuting to the courses of Carl, and for one semester commuting up to Boston. And that was just really supportive and, and helpful. So I got very lucky that I didn't have a gap between graduating and getting a job. I instead had like a, an overlap. <laughs> How have the experience and expertise you gained from Simmons maybe informed your current work as an editor? In a lot of ways. Uh, I would say that everything Kathy talked about around, um, you know, really taking children's literature seriously is something that I felt very strongly coming into the program and I think feel even more strongly coming out of it. So when I edit books and when I look for books to publish, the work that I did at Simmons and the way that we talked about children's literature at Simmons really informs the questions that I'm asking. One of the things that I consider is like, what would it look like if we were discussing this in a classroom? What would be the, like, what are the, what are the historical resonances of this text? Like there's a picture of a course at, um, at Simmons where you look at, you look at the history of the picture book and you also look at the, like the different elements of a picture book and how they come together. And that I think has really informed my understanding of the way that picture book design works. It really felt like when I arrived in publishing, I had a grounding in the history of children's literature and in the chain that led us to the kind of uh, books that we appreciate and um, publish now. And um, in addition to that, I, like I mentioned earlier, I got to work with a fellow former student on a picture book of hers. So um, that's a really obvious way that my work at Simmons affected my um, my publishing work. And I think that in our editorial process on that text, um, we had a really shared vocabulary around how a picture book is constructed uh, that was a different experience, I think, than working with other creators that I work with, who I also love. It's just a different, a different kind of conversation. Before we wrap up, I'd like to ask Kathy to join us again for some closing questions. As director of the graduate program, why do you feel that young people's literature is a vital area of study? Oh my gosh. Um, it's something I take for granted every day. So to have to answer that question is, is, uh, not challenging, but kind of 
a delightful surprise, I have to say. As I was listening to Dana talk, I kept hearing in her voice the thing I value so much about Simmons, which is how we move from thinking about books and how they work and why they work that way and what is this book, um, almost without any regard to the reader, right? So we're not talking about kids. We're talking about a picture book or a poem or a narrative verse novel or a work of metafiction or something that's all of the above or um, an I can read book or a transitional book. No matter what we're looking at, we're looking at it as a work of art. There are a few of those courses in which we directly address who might audience be or we think about the construction of audience. You know, what what do you have in your mind as an audience and how do we think about talking about a book for five-year-olds as well as 17-year-olds and do we really mean the same thing by audience for a book? So, So to me, the importance of raising a literate population, raising a group of men and women, so children who will be men and women, and um, and I want to break the binary by thinking about just men and women. So raising a group of citizens, really, is really about equipping them with how to ask hard questions about their world. It's equipping them with stories about how to be good and kind to each other. It's making sure that they have valuable literary experiences that allow them to reflect on their own worlds. So I may not talk about an audience or a reader in my class when I teach Jackie Woodson's I Hadn't Meant to Tell You This, which I just did last week, but the questions I'm asking of that book have to do with how this book causes us to think about ourselves as human beings, to think about how we relationally interact with each other, to think about what it means to be a friend or to be a parent or to negotiate the complexities of friendship or to negotiate the complexities of secrecy. Um, So again, in class, I may not be saying, what do you think Mary the 10-year-old thinks about this? But beyond that is that Mary the 10-year-old deserves a book that makes her think deserves a book that lets her be the best possible person she can be. And that's just a given, no matter what we do. Books are a way that we understand, we challenge, we refine, um, we become our, our humanity, and we become the best possible versions of ourselves to be the best possible versions of people of, of, of our, you know, in our relationships with others. So that's, that's the base of it. Um, and that, that, that magic to me happens through story and through storytelling. This has all been really informative. Uh, how can prospective students find out more about the MA and MFA programs? Oh, that's, that's easy. They can email me at mercyretsimmons.edu if they want to. I'm, I actually interview almost every student in the program, um, and I look at all of our student applications, or they can email gsa at simmons.edu if they don't want to go come directly to me, but I'm really happy to take any questions. One of the things that we often do is invite a prospective student to sit in on part of a class to see if it feels right and if this is the kind of work they want to do. Um, we also will certainly want to connect students with alums who are working in their field. So if they know they want to go into youth services, we might put them in touch with somebody who's working at the Watertown Public Library. Or if they want to go into editorial work, we might call Dana. If they want to go into writing, we might call in, you know, Dana mentioned Brianna. Brianna would be a great person for them to talk to. So we're really, if they want to go to doctoral studies, we might have them call 
um, Lauren Rizzuto. So we have a wide range of professional practices. And I think you come to learn about a program through talking about the people who have put that program to work in their jobs. So I also want to say that Dana's experience of being a professional in the field while completing her program um, is quite common in our program. We have a lot of people. One of the reasons we opened the Carl Museum was we had a number of people working in New York and coming to Boston was a a big deal and going to the Carl wasn't. (laughs) So um, we have a number of people who are working full time um, either in Boston or right now we have one in Florida and they are commuting to campus or to the Carl to finish their degree program. We don't have a lot of online courses. We actually don't have any online courses right now, but we do have a couple of courses that are hybrid where some courses are online and some are face-to-face. We have a number of short, very innovative short-term courses that are only, only meet for 20 hours over a weekend. So we're really very much about meeting students and students' daily lives where they are. So we're a traditional academic program, but we have a lot of flexibility in how we offer those courses. That's good to know. Well, thank you both for speaking with me about the program. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Once again, I've been speaking with Kathy Mercier and Dana Chidiak about Simmons University's graduate program in children's literature. Thank you for listening to PW KidsCast.